2: Jackson, Welcome to the Forum with my co-host, Florence Carmela. How are you, Florence? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you? First off, with our guests, we have to give a huge, huge shout-out to Wanda Weidman, one of our podcasters in our network, who is a huge fan of our guests and wanted to say hi and of Storage Wars. So why don't you uh, introduce our guests, uh, Florence?
1: Yes, our guest tonight is reality tv star john luke from storage wars new york which to me was one of the best reality shows i loved storage wars and i love storage wars new york so john welcome it's so exciting to talk to you
3: well thank you so much florence and jim it's great to meet you guys uh I guess almost in person on the radio because we've done so much chatting on social media, but it's (laughs) the the good part of social media.
2: Absolutely. Boy, you should see my DMs and uh, yeah, I I agree with you. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) they get a little rough, Uh, but, uh, Uh. but we love having you on. And again, Wanda wanted to really tell you that, She loves the show, loved you, and just really uh, was disappointed she couldn't be on today. But um, uh, she wanted to give a huge shout-out to you, so she's excited about this podcast.
3: Well, how about if I give Wanda a big shout-out? Wanda, thank you so much. Sorry we missed you. Maybe sometime in the future.
2: First, Yeah, Wanda's a sweetheart. She's a sweetheart. We love Wanda. So uh, let's get right into it. Florence, I know we've been talking off the air about some of the things we wanted to talk to you about, John. Why don't you get us started?
1: Yes, John, I know for all your fans out there, including myself, I would love to know how you got discovered. How did you get your start on television, on reality TV? I'll,
3: I'll give you the verbal version, but the uh, the visual version, they actually have it on A&E com. They have me filming for two and a half minutes. But um, the, the funny version is, okay, I had no desire to be on TV. I had been... Uh, auctioneer for let's see 20 years and I got into the business of course through an ex-girlfriend's cousin was marrying a guy that had an auction company that told me to come work for him You didn't, you didn't have to, you know, I had a suit and tie job. I worked for actually, I worked for HBO television for five years. I was a supervisor, suit and tie job, 50 people working for me. I was bored Said, come work for me. You get the summers off, you get to relax. And I said, yeah, right. Okay. That sounds great. Never had a summer off for seven years. I thought I'd join a Navy because I was traveling about 175,000 air miles domestically a year, staying in hotels for about 150 nights right? Not really. But anyway, <laughs> wow. so I just...
1: <laughs> wow, That's amazing.
3: So, so what happened is, of course, Storage Wars California started it with Dan and uh, Laura, the auctioneers. And it was, at one point, uh, Storage Wars was probably the number one reality franchise on TV because they were okay. doing probably about 5 million viewers an episode. Then you got Texas came along, and they were doing about 3 million three and a half million an episode, and you know, the funny part is, I really didn't watch the show much, because I uh-huh. really did, I, I did it, what they were doing, did I want to watch more? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> no, I
3: mean, you know, I, I had no desire, but anyway, so what happened is, I was doing a storage auction in a place in, in Brooklyn, and uh, the manager in charge said, oh, listen, they're going to be doing a storage wars in New York, and they're looking for buyers. They don't need an auctioneer. They already got one. But they're looking for buyers. Could you hand this out to your buyers? I said, okay, great. I said, hey, guys, who wants to be on TV? You know, they're doing storage wars in New York. You'd be surprised how few people want to be on TV. Yeah. So uh, they, they really don't. Because first of all, you know, sometimes they worry about, you know, I have one guy who is a top uh, antique buyer in the New York area. And he didn't want to be filmed. Buying rooms for a thousand or two thousand dollars and selling one piece for five thousand yeah, dollars.
2: <laughs> um, sure. Wow! So that's how I got jerked around.
3: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, and I ha- I had no desire to be in front of a camera. You know. Besides, I mean, was I was I trained for that? No. So what happens is they they're got the people for the show. And one of the buyers on the show, Joe Pete, I happen to know as an auction buyer for 20 years. And he starts coming up to me and saying, listen, the producers want to meet you. They can't find a guy that they want to be the auctioneer. Do uh, you want to do it? No. Okay, next month, they're looking for a guy. You know, they want to meet you. You want to do it? No. So... I so I, I get desperate, I call my ex wife. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> very smart woman but, but we're divorced. Anyway, we still talk so it's friendly. And she's a very smart woman. She says, John, if you don't try and you don't go for it, you always regret for the rest of your life you didn't try and go for it. So True. what's the word True. so when you're going into it, it's like going and buying a dollar in a dream in a lottery, you know you think you're gonna get it? Of course not. You know what I mean? So I I, I say, okay, I'm going to do it. So I I have a meeting with the producers in uh, the W Hotel in uh, New Jersey. Now, here I am in a suit and tie, and, you know, I think all I'm going to do is sit down and talk. So I see the producer with a camera guy. I said, what's this? Well, what do you think? We're doing an audition. I said, audition? It was an interview. Well, no, it's an audition. So we got to go to a storage place. Okay, so I'm totally taken off guard. Anyway, so we go to a storage place, and for three hours, they have me sitting, talking about myself, doing an auction in front of uh, a storage storage room with one buyer, the producer. Very realistic, you know? That's so easy. Anyway, so that that was in April. The show was going to start filming in September. Okay, I did it, and I didn't hear anything. So I'm on my way to Florida in July. I'm on my way to Florida. I'm flying to Philadelphia. I get a text. And it says, uh, "I need to speak to you. I need your name, uh, your legal name, address, blah blah blah." So I call him back. I said, "Listen, I'm boarding a plane. Can I call you when I land?" "No, I need it now. I was told to make you an offer, so I need it now." So wait, so this is this is tough, okay? So you now went from you don't think you're getting it. So all of a sudden you're on getting on a plane. You just got told you got a gig that you know. You're happy and nervous. Like I'm scared out of my wits, of course. You know, (laughs) to get in front of millions of people for the first time, not being prepared. So, and I can't tell anybody. I'm sitting on a plane for two and a half hours. Like, oh my god, every thought in the you know in the world is going on. So finally, I get off the plane and I get to call a couple people. Like, "Ah, I don't know. And (laughs) then then I start getting nervous. You know, I'm really getting nervous. You know, because you know being being made making the show Stored Towards New York, you're in a franchise where they're already – you know you're going to get a couple million people watching it, okay? It's not like an un, unproven uh, commodity. It's a proven commodity. You're just going to get a residual in the beginning of people watching it. So it, it was very nerve-wracking. And then a quick funny story. The first time we were filming, okay, as an auctioneer, you got to do – you know, and, and I don't say this all the time at an auction but I do say for the TV show, here rules of the officer, cut the locks, open the door. We're going to give you a couple of minutes to inspect the room. My line is don't even think about going in the room, opening boxes, bags, or touching anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not used to saying all that. So I had to get used to saying that because that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. So September 11th, we filmed for the first time. So we got five cameras, you got about 30 buyers. You've got, all the heads of original productions, which is the production company, great, great people. The production company, you have people from A and E there. Okay, so let's. So first, they said, look, we haven't been in silence for 9/11 victims, so we did that. So we're gonna start off. So here are the rules of the auction. We're gonna go. Uh, can we do it again?
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh God.
3: Oh. <laughs> but but it, you know, it's years a reality show. So anyway, we did it again. And that's one thing, you know, I got to be me. I didn't have to be anybody else but me. And I'm good at being me because I've been me for many
1: years.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And and that's how how I got the gig.
1: Nice. Now, was there ever a time in your life ever where you thought about being on TV? Or you thought that when you saw, like, reality TV becoming something really big, did you ever think to yourself, wow, I could do that?
3: No. No, no desire. I I was, listen, to me, being an auctioneer, Like I described the hardest part of my job is getting to where I have to go. Doing, now, I did auctions where I, you know, you have to understand something. Storage rooms, and I say rooms, they say lockers, and I, you know, to me, a locker is something you're in school or in college or in a gym. It's a room to me from New York. Anyway, storage rooms, you know, I was doing, I did the largest law firm in the United States. I did the movie. You know the movie Wolf of Wall Street. You ever see that movie or hear about it? Yes,
1: or? yes.
3: Well, I did federal bankruptcy work, so I was with the FBI in there when they were, kick, you know, confiscating everything. I ended up selling Stratton Oakmont. I mean, I, I, I saw. I've worked in forty-eight states. The only two states I haven't worked in is um, uh, North Dakota and South Dakota because there's nothing in there for me. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful place, but not, they're, they're not, they're not, there was nothing for me to appraise or auction, you sure. know. So storage rooms, basically, to me, were easy. They were, they was just like getting together with friends. It's like having a, you know, a
2: party. Now, what was the, what was the most interesting thing to you that you found on the show, and what was the most interesting thing you found in your career?
3: Oh, geez, wow. You, you, you know what? I, gotta, I have to tell you something. It's not when, – when we did the show, what happens is I don't – you know, like we open the door, we look around, but after the auction's over, which, which is my best part, I get to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have to know what's in the room. Sure. Okay? The, the buyers used to hate that. They said, we got to work five days a week. You get to do – I have to work the hardest for one day as, as an auctioneer, and then I have to sit and do my interview. But after that, to be honest with you, whatever you find, God bless you, and go dig, you
0: mm-hmm. know?
3: So <laughs> – but, but the, the, the best thing they found uh, on the show was I op- we opened up the door, and I said, wow, this, this has to be an art gallery, an art room. And I, kn- and I knew it would be a nice room. It turned out Joe P. got it for about $5,500. Mm -hmm. It was worth about $165,000 legitimately. Wow. Because, you know, know, sometimes, you know, on our shows, the reality shows, but, you know, you're allowed to exaggerate. Go, I'm going to get this for this, and I'm going to get that for that. I'm also an appraiser. So when I used to watch the show, I said, God bless him if he can get that for that.
2: Yeah. It's but like antique roadshow. road show. You get, you bring yeah. a spoon and they go, that's worth $200,000. You know, it's like, right. what? I've got that, but yeah, that's, that's incredible. You know what? The one thing I was thinking about also is historically we've heard the, the famous story of that picture of Abraham Lincoln that was found in a book and also Charlie Chaplin films that was found in LA by two ladies that just bought this old warehouse and it was priceless films. What is kind of some historical things that you found coins or pictures or anything that you could remember
3: Well I did an auction um in a uh storage company it was a it's a moving company called Morgan Manhattan which is probably the oldest in New York and they're probably the most elite In their warehouse in the Bronx they have uh they store New York the New York Museum antique fire trucks police cars and they, they just they were gonna do a clean-out because they have so much stuff for they, they're over hundred years old so we they were gonna they would did uh, let's see antique silverware they did antique uh, there was a uh, antique wooden poster bed they had antique uh, pianos but they had this one antique uh, suitcase filled with maps from new york from the 17 and 1800s which to me was the coolest thing you know i said wow yes it went for about three thousand dollars which was inexpensive and you know what to me i'm happy somebody gets a deal because if they get a deal that means they're coming back to buy more
2: wow that it only went for three god i would have paid a lot more for that boy I i love that stuff
3: well, yeah, okay, but you weren't there.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, you should. I know I should have done this a long time ago. But that's that's amazing that the, because the maps again the paper back then was so much different. Uh, it's amazing yes. that it lasted so long.
3: Well, did you know what it is the warehouses climate control? Mm. And I mean, they have they have the fire the old fire trucks that you pump. You know, that's what they stay. That's the kind of things they have in storage there. Not only personal personal property but you know all kinds of things and and if you look uh what happened there was a gentleman that went went to a store in las vegas and bought a what a babe ruth card just Mm -hmm. recently yeah and i don't remember what he paid but it's worth two million (laughs) dollars yeah boy wow
2: nice to have that kind of change around to get toys like (laughs) god that's
3: amazing (laughs) But, but, you know, what the reality, there are deals out there, and people, you know, people ask me what's the number, question? number one question I get asked? Is it real?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, it's
3: real, because what people have to understand, it's a legal lean sale. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to say that throughout the country things don't happen, but when it, as far as when I'm doing it, as far as I know, it stays real.
2: Yeah, that that that's fantastic. Because I have heard some weird stories, but it's good that you say that. And again, we're we're talking to John Luke from Storage Wars, New York, and uh, obviously you've done so much charity work. It, tell us about some of the things that you've done recently. I know you did something with Franco Harris and uh, the great Pittsburgh Hall of Famer. Name some of the things that you're involved with.
3: Well, um, number one charity I like to do work with is Susan G. Coleman, because uh, I lost my mother to breast cancer. So for the last six years, you know, uh, for Two Two Tuesdays, I get dressed in a a pink tutu and, uh, you know, take pictures, walk around, you know, that's okay. But for the last three years, there's a Broadway musical called Waitress. And what they came up with is the Waitress Pie Challenge. So that, you know, they challenge people to get a pie in the face for charity. So me, every year I go to Susan G. Coleman, I get my pink tutu, and I get a pie in the face, <laughs> which I love. But they I are. keep telling them, oh. can I, well, it's only whipped cream. I say, can I get some ice cream next time, please? <laughs> food food is my more. thing.
2: Thank you, <laughs> That's yeah,
3: right. but, but but listen, I'm a food guy, right? And so the great thing about all these wonderful beautiful charity events to raise money is they got great food. I saw okay. my joke is yeah, listen, I got to use my mouth so I can get fed for free, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's why yeah. I go.
2: The things I, I do for a free a- meal. I see your Twitter <laughs> yeah. page and if I'm hungry, yes. I go on it. <laughs> Lawrence and I were talking about that. I don't think John has made a meal in two years. He's got so much restaurant <laughs> <laughs> pictures out there. We love them. So, uh, wow, you are a foodie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. I do um, radio events, live radio events, because I work for Cumulus Media on the weekends. That's my weekend job. So we okay. do a lot, a lot of live shows. And you're right there's the best food when you do these live events and that's one of the things that that I love about doing them is sometimes it's it's you know like a restaurant opening or sometimes they just have like a ton of food trucks out there and, you know, they're trying to get, you know, people in the audience are trying to get the listeners to come and sample their items. So because I'm working there, I also get to do that as well. So it's really fun. And, and I do agree with you. And I do. When I look at your Twitter page, I get hungry. I'm like, gee, look at some of the best meals.
3: <laughs> it, 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 it's a great perk.
1: <laughs> I do I do have another question for you though. Is there anything that you collect? I mean, I know you're an auctioneer, but do you have anything that you collect? Do you have any collections that are, you know, very um, special to you or things that you like to uh, you know, find for
3: yourself? You you know, to be honest with you, I've been, I was doing it for 35 years and uh, yes, in the beginning I, you know, anything and everything. Oh, cool. This is cool. That's cool. Finally, you know, I went to an ex-wife. Get rid of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, and then I, I collected coins. Growing up, I collected stamps and coins. The only problem was growing up back then, the the coins and stamps were priced very high. The value, unless you had a very special, you know, mint uh, and grade of coin. They're priced very high. So and, and then when I got to be an adult, I said, well, "You know, these are worth a fortune." Of course. What did I know? The book said they're worth a fortune. Can't go by the book. Whatever the mm. book says, the book says it's worth a hundred dollars. Go and try and sell it. Okay. Mm. It was a quick lesson to be learned before I was, you know, really got into auctioning and appraising. So it was, it was pretty much a disappointment. Same thing with like comic books. You look at you look at the book that tells you what the value of a comic book is. Go sell it mm-hmm. for that price. No. Yeah. So I got out of the collecting business fast. And, and yeah. the great thing about Auctioneer is you'd sell it and you're done with it. You make your money and you're done. Goodbye. See you later.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I wanted to ask a question now, before. Florence has a couple, one other question, but I wanted to ask you a quick question. These reality shows make a lot of money. Do they – I you're not gonna disclose what you what you got paid and I don't want you to, but is it as lucrative to be on the shows and maybe this is a little bit touchy as as some have said or haven't said. What do you think about it, the pay?
3: Um I, I have a, a question answer for you. Okay. In fact, the other day I was speaking to somebody and they said, Are you a SAG person, a union person? Mm-hmm. And did you join the union? And I said, No. And they said, Why? I get paid more for not being a SAG person than being a SAG person in a reality show. Really? Wow, I didn't know that. That's interesting. That was that was my particular and our particular show's case. Okay, Mm -hmm. I can't speak for other people because you know contracts are highly secretive and and confidential. But I will tell you this: how the business works. It's not your first and second year. It's when you get into your fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth if you if it's a long running reality show, if you got you got it made.
2: <laughs> wow. It just okay.
3: it, it it just goes up. Okay.
2: Wow. Well, you're the first one that's been really honest about it. Others have just kind of tipped yeah. through it. So well we'll just keep but, but, all our uh, followers make sure that they keep this a secret. Um, um you know, so, listen, I didn't disclose anything dollar wise, right. did I? <laughs> that's right. That's
3: why you're an auctioneer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, my favorite line is, listen, what do I know? I'm only the auctioneer, probably more than most. <laughs> but, but, okay, you know, now, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I was just going to say for your millions of fans out there, um, do you see yourself doing TV again, reality TV again? Do you have any desire to go back into that?
3: You know what? I'm not looking for it. If it happens, it happens, just like if it happens the first time. It was a great experience. It was fun, okay? I, I got paid to do what I love to do. He, he happened to stand for me. To me, being an auctioneer was not a job. It's just, a, you know, it's not going to work. I, I, I mean, I said today to someone, you know, oh, are you off today? No. I said, I have a, a, a strange job. I work for an hour for the week, you know I mean? That's it. The hardest part of my job is getting to where I got to go and getting home. So it's not a job. So if I had the opportunity, yes, I would do it because I know how it works. Because originally, when the first time we got involved, all the people got involved, they didn't tell us anything. They didn't tell us how to be, what to be, what to do. And so we just, we were just ourselves, I guess. <laughs>
2: Sure. What do you think about reality shows of today? Do you think that it's uh, most because I actually know two people that are on them, and I'm not going to say anything negative. One actually is in a lawsuit. But uh, what do you think about them today?
3: Well, first of all, when you say reality shows, there needs to be a clarification. Okay, there is scripted reality shows. And there are unscripted reality shows. Mm. The problem today, yeah. <laughs> to me, is most of them are scripted. Ours was an unscripted. The only time it came to anything that resembled being told what to say is when, you know, when you saw us sitting down being interviewed with, uh, with the storage boxes behind us. Basically, a producer would ask us a question pertaining to the episode six different ways. And the answer that they liked the best, the way you gave it, is what they'd use. But everything that happened on that, like if you saw our show, Big Steve, the six foot eight, six foot nine guy. Yeah. Yeah. One, one of the episodes, I had it with him. He just he just ticked me off to the end because what you didn't see when he was when he would bang when he was bidding. Yeah. He banged he banged so hard he knocked one of the light fixtures on Candy's head. It hit her. Oh my gosh. You didn't wow. see that. You didn't see wow. that. So, so I got so mad at him. And when he was trying to bid, when I was taking bids around him, that was, no one told me to do that. That's just me being me. Okay? That's reality. But a lot of shows would be scripted where they tell you to do that. Or, you know, you think everybody's so funny on a reality show. They every Everything that comes out of their mouth is, is a perfect line, right? Yeah. Why? Because there's a script. Yeah, I so, totally,
2: I totally agree. <laughs> so, uh, I mean,
3: I mean, I won't, I won't name the show. But when you see eight housewives, okay, uh, do you think that's one take? Yeah. When you have, you know, no. I mean, when I take a picture from my social media, I, and there's a woman involved, I have to show the picture three times before she approves it. <laughs>
2: Oh my God. <laughs> oh wow my. yeah but let's face it those shows with the housewives we could write the next three years they're pretty much the same show every week, weeks so it's not like right it, would it, it, would it, in, a, in a
3: different ci- in a different city correct di- so but, but again city. but it, yeah right but is that reality mm. I, I let i let the viewer be the judge i don't put anything down but to be honest with you i can't even i mean i just change the channel on most shows because it's like watches
2: this <laughs> I know it just well what's scary is there are people watching it so I don't know if that's what says about our society but boy just some of these are just brutal I try to watch five minutes of it and then I uh, just want to put hot things in my ears it's just awful but yeah, uh, some but, of like, them are
1: really really crazy they're really out there really I, I agree well, they, <laughs> they,
2: they,
3: they just purposely they're out there I mean, it, it, it's just so unreal that it's reality. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Exactly. It, 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 you know,
3: I, but the, the great thing about TV is you get to change the channel.
2: Yeah.
1: Exactly.
3: <laughs> now, John. Yes, go ahead.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Is there something no, else you no, want no, to No, no,
3: no, no. No, no, no. As an auctioneer, I talk a lot, you know.
1: <laughs> no, I have to say, though, this was um, – really wonderful. And I was so excited to have you on. And so many people that I know were just excited that, that I was going to be interviewing you. And um, this was great. So thank you so, so much. And this was this was just a wonderful experience. And if you can please stick around a bit. Um, we're going to say goodbye to our, our followers and our listeners. And um, we'd like to speak to you afterwards. But yeah, so we're just going to say goodbye and um thank you so much john
3: well let me just say uh thank you this is john loop storage wars new york on a and e and i'm on the with jim and florence on the forum and you know what i really appreciate you guys having me on you guys do great interviews and i thank you very much
2: much love to you john and we're going to give thank you twitter you, feed we're going to get people to, to follow you and TV isn't the same without you and the New York gang on. That was an enjoyable show. I don't watch many reality shows, but I did like that, and I loved you. So uh, please follow John on Twitter and watch all the things that he does. He has a fascinating life, and, boy, the the, the restaurants he goes to, I just want to hang out with yeah. him for a couple days. So, uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take care, John. And you're you're Thank welcome. Thank you, guys. I John. appreciate it. Thank take care. you. Yeah, take Thank care. you so Bye-bye. much. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. Wow, that was I. I could talk to him for hours. I almost feel uh, we should have a twenty-four hour marathon with some of our great guests. It's just amazing. Me
1: too. Me too. I, I. I loved speaking with him, and it was a great interview. He's he's such a nice guy, and he's so funny.
2: Yeah, we really appreciate all the support so many of you have given to Florence and I. It's just so humbling the show is exploding i mean when celebrities are are telling you wow there's a buzz about you guys we enjoy you it, it you know i don't know everyone's head may swell but florence and i are just really humbled and blessed by all the support of uh, the great people online and twitter facebook instagram and uh, boy it's just and to have people like john who's just a genuinely good person who has really done a lot, auctioneering, and and gosh, he's done so much for uh, the Susan G. Komen Foundation and for other things. Please support someone like that. You see all these crazy celebrities and all these reality shows and and doing some things that are just kind of insane, and people follow them. John's the kind of guy you need to follow. And on Twitter, he's at capital J-O-H-N, capital L-U-K-E, Capital NYC. So that's John Luke NYC, and that's at Twitter. And I'm telling you, he is a great follow. So please uh, follow him and support him and all he he does. Wow, Florence, just another Absolutely. home run. I feel like Babe Ruth. Yes,
1: yes. I. This is amazing. This is amazing, and especially when it's someone who's been so supportive as John has. And he's just been so wonderful to us, and I know there are so many people out there who are going to really love this interview. So that that really excites me, just knowing that um, that there's going to be so many of our listeners who are really going to enjoy this and enjoy hearing about John and and how he got on the show and and you know all his charity work. I, I just think that um people are really going to love this.
2: And a special shout-out to Wanda. Wanda's going to be on Cloud9 yeah. after listeners, and we thank John for that. And also a special, special shout-out to Florence's mom, her family. <laughs> I am so proud of Florence. I have really challenged her with a lot of things, and she comes through every time. I, I'm just beaming about her and brag about her constantly. People are getting sick of me. T- saying the word Florence but she's done such an amazing <laughs> job so all of her family Aww, very proud just just amazing her brothers and uh it's, it's just uh, uh her cousins relatives everybody should really give her a pat on the back because uh we're just getting started kids we got a lot of great things ahead and a lot of great guests and boy it we are going to go onward and upward and it is very incredible, all the things that have already happened in uh, two and a half months, not too bad.
1: I know it's amazing. Not just the guests that we've had. I mean, we've had some amazing guests, but even the guests that we have coming up, I think that, like you said, for such a short amount of time, that things have really, really just been amazing. and, and I, I still can't believe it sometimes. And like you said, I mean, we feel so humble you know, feel so much gratitude because for something like this to happen and to happen so quickly, it really, it's, it's just an amazing thing. And I just want to thank everyone, you know, everyone who follows us on social media, everyone who's been listening and downloading the podcast and your family, my family, everyone out there. It's just been, it's just been so wonderful, but yes, I, I'm so happy.
2: We are. And that doesn't mean you stop the support. That doesn't mean you quit the law. I'm kidding. You guys exactly. yes, thank you for the retweets. Thank you for all the sharing. We do appreciate you. And uh, until next week, we have we're gonna actually have two podcasts next week because we have a recording artist and a huge business mogul who's also affiliated with the NFL. So we have got some big things happening next week. Take care. Oh yeah. Uh, Florence, why don't you end it? I'm out of breath.
1: Yes. um, I just want to say thank you to everyone and you, we will see you next week and have a good night.
2: Take care. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye.
0: Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun. So
1: winning was a dream come true.
0: Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes.